Sometimes we play pretend. I'm going to tell you about a time that I played pretend. It was freshman year of high school, and I decided that to be anybody at Northwest, you had to be in show choir. Guess who had never sang or danced in his life? This guy. And I walk in, and I think, okay, if I'm going to be anything here, I'm just going to pretend. I'm going to pretend like I can sing and dance, and hopefully I pretend good enough that I make it so that way I can have friends and people like me. So I'm here I am in the audition, you know, and all the grand poobahs of show choir are ahead of me looking down, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, it's almost my turn. And I, and I walk up. I'll simulate here. My heart's about to just explode on my chest. Hi, I'm number 13. My name's Parker. Stupid song, Shannon Doe. I'm singing Shannon Doe. My Oh, <laughs> Just awful. And people, like, gave me this, like, sympathy clap. They're like, oh, he's cute. Like, <laughs> okay, thanks. And so I sit down, and, like, my face is about to explode. And then Rico Suave, the guy who's number 14, walks up and goes, Hi. I also will be singing Shenandoah. <laughs> and the whole crowd, oh, 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 he's so adorable. Look at him. And he's got this Josh Groban thing going where he's like, oh, very breathy. And everyone's like, oh, oh, come on. Oh. And he sits down, and I'm sitting there going, I didn't make it. So uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it. But I was pretending. I play pretend. A lot of people play, play pretend. We pretend uh, so that other people like us. We pretend so that we can act better than people really think we are. We pretend to impress people or our parents. And people pretend at church too. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is how pretending at church gets us caught up in this thing called religion. Not necessarily the category of a belief system, uh, belief system but religion in terms of a, a ritualistic way of life. And I want to talk to you about that because a few people in the Bible struggle with this. A few groups struggle with this. And we're going to look at religion versus a relationship tonight. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for the opportunity to read the Bible, let alone... Um, come and, and, and be here together and worship and um, hear your word like uh, your, your word just doesn't return void. And so I pray tonight that you use uh, me, just a human, to explain something that is galactic and uh, huge and bigger than all of us. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ that saves us. And it's in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Okay, so we think that pretending in the church world might not happen too often, right? Well, let's go back to the Old Testament. So you think today's day and age is crazy. In the Old Testament, when you read it, might even top today's craziness. Today's day and age craziness. There's war, sin, sex, battles, death, all this other stuff. It's not pretty. But the entire time, the Old Testament is like, as a whole, is pointing towards Jesus. And it's heading towards Jesus and saying there's a Savior that is coming. And so it's important. I'm going to paraphrase a story from 1 Samuel 4 about a key battle between the people of God and the enemies of God. And it's kind of funny when I call them the people of God because there was really no difference between them and the enemies of God. They had all of this sexual perversion and self-interest and they were pretending and being religious and on and on and on. But they wore all the right clothes and they did all the right church rule stuff in public and at this point, the people of God were just using God, not really loving him. And so they head out, and they get to, to, to go to this first battle, right? And they're few but mighty, but then they get beat bad the first battle, and they come running back to camp. They're like, yo, why God let us get beat so bad? Why do you let us get beat? And they look around, and a few of them are like, man, I don't know. 
like we went to church and everything. Like we were there on on Sunday, and some guy in the back pipes up and he goes, "Hey, why don't we grab that box that we put up on the stage at church? Maybe that'll help." And one guy's like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." And so they go and they get this box, and the box they're referring to is the covenant. The Ark of the Covenant of God, and this is where God physically dwelled with his people. So it had this great importance, but the people had abandoned God. And so it didn't matter if they had that box or a hundred other boxes, because what they needed was a relationship with God, and God was not in their hearts. So they grab the box like it's the, the tactical nuke, you know, like the old lucky charm. This is a secret weapon. And everybody in camp gets all pumped and like, yes, look at us now. We're so churchy and we are going to win. We're coming for you. They got smoked. 40,000 of them died. Both leaders died. The father was so grieved that he died. The sister died before giving birth to a child named Ichabod. And it was, the name stood for God has left us. And they're probably looking at each other like, but we did all the churchy stuff. Like we did all the like religious ritual stuff. So fast forward to the New Testament. You'd think everyone had learned by them, but then Jesus had to give these, this talking to, to churchy people during his time on earth as well. This is in Matthew 23. So the church people, the religious people, the teachers, the Pharisees were testing Jesus. Oh, so you know so much about the Bible and what it has to say, huh? Oh, yeah, son of God. Well, why don't you name the greatest commandment? See what I did there? There's ten commandments. They're all great. It's a trap. He goes, no problem. I actually, I was actually there when they were written. Um, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, which is basically the opposite of pretending to be churchy and the opposite of simply being religious. So trust me, I got this one. Long pause. Well, that's kind of hard to argue with. Oh, Messiah, huh? Oh, Messiah, huh? Well, tell me, what's God's favorite color? <laughs> Who got that reference? Yeah, yeah, Monty Python, Quest for the Holy Grail. Very good. And I wish I just had like a gif of Jesus face palming. Like, oh, like, I just, they just don't, they just don't get it. Like his, that one where like the palm goes all the way through the face. <laughs> like that's what I imagine in this moment. And he gets to this point where he's like, all right, listen up. Apparently not a lot has changed with you religious people holding so tightly to your game of pretend, but not actually living it out. But you put on a pretty good show. You try to make people just like you. But when you make them like you, you make them even more and even twice the child of hell that you are. He really said that. Read the book. It's there. Throwing shade. You act all pretty on the outside, but on the inside, there's nothing but garbage. You're just pretending. You don't love God like the commandments you test me to tell you to. You just use him. You're not interacting with God. You're just putting on a show, playing pretend. And he goes, I'm out. I, I love this moment. He's like, I'm out. Next time you see me, you'll go, oh, he's God. He's the savior of the world. Yeah, you'll say that the next time you see me. All right, peace. <laughs> and he's out. He's like, I love how Jesus just like brings it. And so here we are in 2017, and people are still struggling with the same thing. They're stuck in this prison of pretend, of religion, right? This is what it might look like in 2017. There's this person. They go to church every Wednesday and every Sunday. They don't say the nasty things when they're here, at least, because you wouldn't want to say that at church right? They have the Sunday school answer ready for small group, and then they even took a big step of faith last week. They put a Bible verse in their bio, you know? And all that's good. That's great. But that's all they did. That's all they do. They, they even picked up a Bible plan at the version app on their phone, but they never finished it. 
They never actually took Jesus seriously. They haven't served or loved a friend. They just just pretending. Religious, and all to impress a certain person or a parent or just to make them feel better than other people. Do you think that's out of the realm of possibility in this room? No. Not at all. Me either. But there's tons of hope and truth for that person tonight, and there are many. And I'm looking at this going, where do I mess up on this? Now, I want to show you that being religious is frustrating, first of all. And how Jesus, the more you know Jesus, the less you have to pretend. Because we have to identify the problem. And here's the problem. This lie has been spread through the ages. That if you're good enough, and if you wear the right clothes, and if you do the right things, and you say the right things, and you pray well in front of people. Well, not good. That's just good English. (laughs) You're all set. If you do those things, you're all set. You don't actually have to form a relationship with God, or you don't have to deal with the whole sin and hell thing. But Jesus is saying quite the opposite of that. Jesus wanted to set these people free from it, asking people to give up the game of pretend. And this idea of being a good person is enough to get you to heaven is not what the Bible teaches. It's not what Jesus teaches. He says he's the only way, and through him and with him only will heaven be a reality for you. And in fact, just pretending to be a good person is a religion in itself, a belief system bound by regulation with a completely dependent outcome based on man-made rules. You're trapped. It's a trap. Name that uh, quote. Star Wars. Star Wars. I love that one because his mouth is like this. And he's like, it's so iconic, but you can't even hear him. That or it looks like the fish on SpongeBob. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Great show. So let's talk about religion versus relationship. Playing pretend versus having a bond with God. Religion says this. I must go to church, and once I do, I can check off the list, ensuring my holiness, my do-good-for-the-day box, has been successfully checked. Implying that you had pretended to be interested in Jesus just to make some degree of people happier impressed. Relationship, however is this, I want to worship Jesus who has saved me. I want to know him more, implying that your heart aches without him. And by the way, knowing Jesus more, knowing God more, is the way to forming a relationship with him. We see this over and over again in Scripture. And, by the, and, and it's this idea of knowing someone that implies that a relationship exists. Do you know a stranger? No. You might know about him, but you don't know him. Jesus is praying to the Father when he says, now this is eternal life. He's saying, this is heaven. This is, this is where it's at, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent, that they know. Or in 1 John 5.20, he says, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God. In eternal life. Or Jesus speaking in metaphors in John 10, 14, he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and my own sheep know me. Not that they know how to play pretend, not that they know how to be churchy, but that they know Jesus. This looks like actually getting to know Jesus, you know, like getting to know the guy you say you follow. Kind of important, don't you think? This, this looks like actually reading your Bible, like opening that thing and seeing what it says for yourself. Here, here you go. Here's a little 
Start in the Gospel of John. Just read it. It's full of adventure and exciting and it's packed with truth that will help you know Jesus. I dare you. Do it. Read the Gospel of John by the end of February. Do it. I dare you. And teach your small group about what you're learning. Back up to the difference between religion and relationship. Religion is going through the motions. Relationship is like Romans 8, 14 through 16, where it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, or religion, or pretend. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. A relationship is born. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And like in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, we've already led, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. You cannot pretend if you're actually loving someone. Religion would be like doing enough pretending things to earn the opportunity for adoption. But with a relationship, you've been adopted into a father taking care of you. Now, I can't say this enough tonight, not religion but relationship. I think scripture gives us a little filter here telling us in that Romans verse that because of our adoption, we cry, Abba, Father. In that language, that's equivalent to dad or pops or pops. It's like saying, uh, dad, hey, dad, uh, uh, dad. It's this motion of intimacy or relationship. And if you like, check this out. It says like, if you have this relationship, you'll cry out that way. If you feel uncomfortable calling God dad, it kind of strikes the question that maybe you've been playing pretend. Because you don't call a stranger dad, right? That's reserved. That's a, that's a term that's reserved for someone you know and someone who knows you and has invested in you and you've invested in that relationship. Maybe you're stuck in religion. Maybe you've never really experienced that relationship. Because if you knew him, you'd know he loves you more than your earthly dad. And he's most certainly your dad. And he's my dad. If you're uncomfortable with that, you might have never experienced a true relationship with God. Or you've forgotten what that relationship is actually like. Because you've let it go. And if you're going through this, there's tons of hope and truth to leave that place and experience a relationship with God. And it's all through Jesus. The more you know Jesus, the less you need to pretend. And that, my friends, is a life of freedom and joy and satisfaction. So there's one more problem I want to touch on with religion and playing pretend, and, play, and it is that playing pretend creates a frustrating puny God. Puny God. Name that movie quote. Avengers. Very good. In the back, yeah. That's like one of my favorite parts when the Hulk goes, puny God. It's like, oh, that's so good. We have this terrible habit as humans, and I'm guilty of this too, where we only interact with God when we think we need to. Or we, we only interact with God in these moments where we need him. And may I suggest that in those moments we're just using God. We're pretending to have faith all of a sudden. We're just pretending, much like the warriors carrying the box into battle without having God in their hearts. Or much like the Pharisees, the religious scholars, saying and doing all the right things, but they were playing pretend so hard that they didn't even recognize Jesus as the Savior of the world that God had been talking about since the beginning of time, sitting right in front of them. Much like us coming to church, saying amen, never thinking twice about God during the week, and then all of a sudden, I need a miracle, A. Eh? I need a miracle touchdown on this next play. I need it. 
We're playing pretend so hard, and then all of a sudden we just go, oh, ah, uh, yeah, I need some. Uh, what was that God thing? How do I do that? Um, uh. And all of a sudden you're playing pretend, puts you in this weird situation where you're looking for God in this puny box that you've put him in. And it's like this, this universal request box, and that's where your God lies. That is not the God of the universe. That is not your creator. And in that moment, when you pray that prayer, all you hear is silence. And you know why? God won't be put in a box. God won't become your little magic genie. You cannot manipulate him, so quit trying. You will not be able to use God or abuse God. Think about that in real life. Think about a friend that you only hear from when you need something. Say they need money or a lift or answers on the math homework. How much do you love that relationship? That's not a relationship. They don't know you, and you certainly don't know them. They're just pretending. So they're just using you. And you think the God of the universe will be used to manipulate it. If God entered in only when you had problems, only when you and I had problems, he's not the cosmic God of the universe that's worthy of all praise. Instead, we've taken him and we've shrunk him down into this God that's incapable of being beyond us. Almost making up our own God and making us God. He's made into this puny God that fits into a little box in our pocket and is simply subject to the spoiled brats getting what they want. And when you finally get to know God, you will find out that that is far from who God really is. Because he is far more powerful and capable and wonderful than you and your decision making. Playing pretend and putting God in a puny box changes the way people see God. And he's not the God, and, and he becomes this God that they see as a genie. And then here's what happens next. That's where people get mad at God. And they say, well, God didn't answer me. No, 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 no. Your puny God in a box in your pocket didn't come through. Well, God isn't loving. No, 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 no. Your game of pretend ended up not working. I knew God would fail. Why did I even pray? No, 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 no. Your religion has failed you. Your pretending has failed you. Do you see that lie we fall for? Do you see the frustration do you see why pretending doesn't satisfy? He will not get dragged into your religion, your game of pretend. However, he will respond completely in his own will, in his own way, to an honest relationship. And when you leave your puny little pocket gods behind and turn to him. Religion is bondage of a beautifully created soul for a wonderfully satisfying connection with Jesus. Fight off religion in your life. Quit pretending. You have to. And I'm looking at myself this week going, man, am I playing the church game? I work at a church. It's very easy for me to play the church game. I can rip out a prayer whenever you want me to. And I have to look at myself honestly. And I'm saying, hey, where am I pretending? And this week, I was convicted. I found some stuff. And I had to tell my small group, and those guys are praying for me. But what about you? What do you need to change? What do I need to change? Like, where do we need to stop pretending? You 
Maybe this is something we need to think about on a weekly basis. I know it is for me. So, the more you know Jesus, not just passively pretend, the more you actually get to know God, you will be able to quit pretending. And the more you know Jesus, you'll be able to quit religion and start a relationship. You can pray with me. God, thank you for the opportunity for a relationship. We don't deserve it. <laughs> We've ruined that relationship through, through our sin and through turning away from you and from pretending. But you keep giving us this beautiful second chance through the gospel. It says, I'll give you grace and hope. I pray for that student tonight that was stuck in pretend and needs the relationship because they're charging into battle with a box <laughs> that's all about their pretend. Or they're putting God into this puny little box that they only call or go to when they need some simple thing and then get frustrated when their puny pocket God doesn't work. God, show them your mighty majesty that goes beyond their frustrating hearts. Show them that. It's in your name I pray.